Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. The power that we will see in his life is not a result of him working out, him being strong. It's, it's going to be the result of the Spirit of the Lord upon his life. And so what we can take from that is where we are weak. God says where you're weak, he is strong. And none of us are going to, we, we don't even want it to be things that we don't want to do things in our own might or strength. We want to kind of relinquish. We want to say, God, would you pour out your spirit upon my life and give me strength to be what I can never be without you. When is the last time you truly experienced joy in your life? Even if you consider yourself a happy person, have you ever truly experienced joy in the fullest sense? Today, Pastor Bill explains to us that there is a huge difference between happiness and joy. It's easy to experience happiness in our lives, but many of us forget what it feels like to experience joy. It's not just a moment that passes by, but instead something that we produce inside of us that lives on through letting Jesus guide us. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of Judges chapter 13 as he continues his message life of Samson. Jesus Christ showed up in the form of a man and having an encounter with them, speaking supernatural things to them. And Manoah doesn't even know that you're in the presence of almighty God. He's there. He's speaking to you. He's giving you information. He's revealed. By the time you realize it was him, he's going to be gone. Um, and I look at this and think, man, what what did they do to to get this? I mean, they, they got a they got an encounter from the living God. God showed up and said, I'm, I'm going to show up and I'm, in, I'm interacting with you. I'm speaking to you. I believe my personal belief. I don't know what Manoah's wife was doing before, but I'm, I'm believing that she was seeking God and God showed up to her. We know for a fact that Manoah, after she came home and told him the news, he went home and prayed. Lord, can you come back again and have that man have that man come back again? And I got some other questions and God heard his prayer and God came back. Here's the deal. We, we know for a fact that at least the second encounter was a direct response from God to their prayers. What if Manoah went home and didn't pray? What if Manoah said, okay, cool, sweet, you know, let's make a baby. He cried out to God and God said, I'm going to show up again. You got questions. I'm going to interact with him one more time. Make, make sure he understands what needs to happen from here on out. Here's my point to you and me. Some people want to encounter God and they want to have this, this I want to have this encounter with the living God and people create fraudulent experiences, encounters with God. We'll drum it up through music and we'll have emotional experience and things that people woo and move and do all these things. If you want to really encounter the living God, what we've learned through the scriptures tonight and we see it elsewhere in the word of God, God responds to those that cry out, those that are praying, those that are crying out to us, to crying out to him. God responds. God hears you when you pray. We spent a month, you know, looking at prayer, our prayer lives, our private prayer life, our as a congregation, our, our group prayer. We, we've added three prayer times tonight. We started prayer before service on Sunday morning at eight o'clock before first service and then Sunday evening at 5 p.m. before the six o'clock service. Just time for us to get together corporately and cry out to the Lord because we know that God does respond to that. We can cry out corporately. We can cry out by ourselves. If you're feeling like, man, I, I just want to experience the Lord in my life in a more personal way, in a more tangible. I want to see God move. I want God to speak to me. Pray. Pray more. Cry out to God. 
Be, be, be in his presence. Get away. Get alone. Get with God. God responds when we do that. And so um, and, and then I think you need to also, you know, you got to pray. And I, I believe for us, we need to pray and open up the word. Uh, so often I'm, as I'm praying about things. God is speaking right back to me through the word. That the things I'm praying about, the things that I'm, I'm troubled over this, I'm trying to get direction on that, and I'm praying, and it, it'll just come up in the reading. God's like, boop, there you go, son. I've met you. God meets me in other ways. God shows up in different ways at different times. Um, there was one time I took BJ, and he was little. He's 13 now. He may have been nine. And we would do, we made our devotions. We would try to make, I make a look at an event. Like, we're going to go somewhere away, and, you know, we would go get drinks and go sit. So we went to some park. And we were going, I was taking him through Jonah and uh, we went to this park and, and I would pray. I'm like, Lord, would you just show up in some way? Uh, I want him. To, I want you to be real to him. Would you just meet us? We're going to go to the park and we're going to sit at the park and I'm going to try to teach Jonah to this kid at the park. And I just pray you would show up. And so we go to the park and we're sitting down in the park and I, we're going through the first part of Jonah. We read it and he's telling it back to me and we get the story. And he looks down on the floor at the park. It's like, a you know, the seats and they have like a what's the little mulch? And he's like, Dad, look. And he puts up an earring, and the earring has a fish on the earring. He was like, Dad, look. We're going through Jonah. Look at this. There's a fish on the, you know. And, and he was just like, oh, that's it. The Lord showed up. You know, he met us here. <laughs> Glory be to the Father. And I'm like, praise the Lord. You can't wear it. But yes, the Lord met us here in that way. Little thing. But you know what? That, that, day, was, that day was marked. We didn't just sit down in a park. But the Lord, in the little way that he could, the Lord showed up. I'll take that, Lord. We just want you to show up, want you to meet us. And so um, may we all just in a greater way cry out what we learned here. Manoah cried out and God it said God heard him and God responded. And the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. God don't have no favorites. When you cry out, he hears. When I cry out, he hears. And so let's cry out more frequently about more things. And, and I think we can expect as we do that, the Lord to interact back with us. That we would experience him in our lives and, 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 and maybe more of a, a living way than what we are currently. And so uh, so back to our, our story here. Um, where were we at? I'm sorry. 17. God bless you. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, what is your name when the I'm sorry, what is your name that when your words come to pass, we may honor you? And the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? Now, uh, if you look that word wonderful up, um, it means secret. I think Old King James says, you know, it's secret. Uh, This is what it means. It means incomprehensible, wonderful, remarkable, something which appears to be supernatural. He says, why do you want to know, seeing that it is wonderful? And over in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, a prophecy about Christ is, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Some people say Wonderful Counselor, but it's Wonderful, comma, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Um, one of the names of God, Wonderful, what he is. Incomprehensible. Beyond what we can understand. And so he says, why why do you ask my name seeing? It is wonderful. Verse 19. So Manoah took the young goat, the grain offering and offered it upon the rock to the Lord. And he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar. The angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. 
So I want you to get this. God told Manoah, y'all can't feed me. I'm not eating your food. But you can't offer an offering. If you offer an offering, make sure you offer it to the Lord. And so they offer this offering to the Lord. And then the Lord went because they don't know it's the Lord yet. They just see a man. But this man went. And I want you to just imagine this. They, they got fire for the offering. The fire is going up. And he just ascended up into the fire that they were offering up. And when they saw that, then they fell in their face. Like, oh, no, we before God. This, this was the Lord. And so um, they fell in their faces. At that moment, they realized we've been in the presence of the Lord. A couple questions. You know, I would think like God, all that time in your presence. Why wouldn't you? Why, how come they couldn't know it while you were there? How come, you know, they, they didn't they just how come they didn't get to know it till you were gone? Um, and I don't really have an answer for that. But I, those are those are my questions. I, those are what I pondered. You know, um, by the time they realized it was the Lord, he's gone in the fire. Um, now, again, a couple things. If the Lord showed up, made some promises and then ascended into heaven like that, would you have any doubt that baby's on the way? None. Full of faith. I guarantee she's going to be pregnant. It's going to be a boy. No doubt. You name him and everything, you know, uh, there would be no doubt, you know, that the Lord showed up. Y'all didn't see this man. He went up in the fire. I'll be offering offerings every week. Lord, I'm going to do it again. Just show up again. Just I want to see that again. That was awesome, you know. And again, I look back at this whole thing and what an amazing experience that they experienced and encountered the living God. And why was he here? Once again, he was here on the prayer of Manoah. Um, just seeking out the Lord because the Lord has showed up to his wife, didn't know it was the Lord, um, but the Lord ascended into the fire, was taken up uh, with the offering. And uh, and they, as they watched, they saw what happened. So uh, verse 20, again, it says it happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar. The angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw it, they fell on their faces to the ground. And when the angel of the Lord appeared no more, Manoah, to um, to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And so when he was completely gone, then he knew that this was the Lord. Then um, that's that, that phrase, angel of the Lord, is against Christophany. They knew that it was God there. Now, verse 22. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. So, um, you know, poor guy, you know, he's, you know. He, it, this is where, again, I said in the beginning, and I'll develop it now, uh, it seemed that she had the stronger connection, stronger relationship with the Lord. Um, he's just seen the Lord at this awesome experience. And he's like, oh, man, we're going to die. Now we're going to die. We saw the Lord, man, we're going to die. You know, and it's not without merit. You know, the Bible said um, in Exodus thirty three twenty, you know, uh, that you can't see the Lord and live. And so it's not without merit that he thought this. But. I guess with just a little bit of consideration of what the Lord just said, right? If the Lord shows up in my room and says, you're going to have a son, this is what you're going to, he's going to be, this is going to happen. Make sure she doesn't do this. And then the Lord leaves. And I realize the Lord, oh, now we're going to die. Now, why would he come and show up and promise me babies and tell us how to, you know, what to do? Give us instruction if he came to kill us, you know? Um, but that's what he thought. That's what he blurted out. Um, you know, I'm going to say a couple of things here. Men, dads, husbands. It's this is just wisdom. I hope it helps us. Right. Maybe you catch a, a quick fear, a fleeting thought. Oh, man. You know, I, I'm just going to recommend that you don't blurt that out to those that you're leading without prayer that, you know, you may have a fleeting thought where it's like, oh, man, you know, this, oh, you know, 
a worry, a concern, an anxiety, a fear, whatever. Maybe men, dads, husbands, it would be wise of us to hold on to that for a minute. Take that to the Lord. Before you worry your wife, you know, get your kids all afraid. Maybe you need to take that thing back to the Lord and pray about it. Um, I know that on several occasions there have been things that I was really, really I was afraid. Not I and I'm not, I, don't, I didn't tell my wife. I, why would I do that to her? I'm having a hard time sleeping on it. You know, why would I why would I bring her into my misery? I'm, I'm trying to get a word from the Lord. I'm trying to get settled in my spirit. Why would I bring her along for the ride? You know, why would I wake up the kid? Kids, you guys, this is, you guys I need you to worry with me. This is terrible. This is awful. This is going to happen to us. You know, like what kind of a leader is that? So I just a, a strong recommendation to the men. Then if there be a worry, a concern, a fear, uh, a terror and a horror in your heart, that you go in the bathroom and shut the door and cry out to the Lord. But don't weary all the people in your house that are under your leadership. You know, get a word first. And this is this is a no this is a no fail plan. Only speak back to them what God has spoken to you. Don't speak what you feel. Don't speak what you thought. Don't speak what you wished. Just tell them what he said. And one thing you'll find, if you're careful to only speak what he says, God will be careful to verify his word. And it will establish, it will help you establish leadership in your home, to your wife, to your kids. You know what? Don't speak beyond what he says. If he hasn't spoken, I don't know yet. Let's pray. I don't have a word. I don't have an opinion. I don't have a direction. I'm still praying and I'm listening. But when I get something from dad, I'm going to give it to you. That's, that's healthy spiritual leadership. Just... Nuggets, nuggets for us men to consider. So he said, we shall surely die because we have seen God. Verse 23. I got a word for you wives, too. So y'all, y'all, y'all be, be y'all, be, y'all, 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 y'all smiling too big right now. So I got something for y'all, too. So this is what she says. But his wife said to him, if the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands. First reason why she gives three. Nor would he have shown us all these things. That's the second thing. Third thing, nor would he have told us such things as these at this time. So his wife says, no, honey, you know, if the Lord had desired to kill us, he wouldn't have took our burnt offering because when God accepted a burnt offering, it was he was accepting you and your offering. So, you know, you guys remember Cain and Abel, you know, God didn't accept his offering, didn't accept him. God accepted the one offering. So he took our offering. So no, that's that's not true. Um, he wouldn't have took our offering. He wouldn't have shown up, um, shown us all these things that he showed us. And he wouldn't have told us these things at this time if his intent was to kill us. And so what she says makes perfect sense. And you can line it up with scripture and everything else. Um, here's the deal, wives, women. Let's say you are in a scenario and you have the greater spiritual insight. Right. Um, I think that there's a meekness and a humility about how you need to wear that. Um, it can be the case. Some women marry somebody that they were there further along in the Lord. They've been saved longer. Maybe they've been more diligent to be in the word. However, you got there. Um, you want to show forth your depth of relationship through humility. Um, notice she didn't say you big dummy. You know, she didn't tell him how dummy was, how ridiculous it was. He would even think this. And she didn't do that. She didn't put him down. She didn't disparage him, disrespect him. She just answered him. She said, well, you know, well, you know, that couldn't be if the Lord was that he wouldn't have done this, this and this. And she gave him an answer and, and that's it. And it went on. And so I would say, because what can happen, um, women, 
that are maybe you're further along. Maybe you know the word better. Maybe you write about more things. If you let that make you become spiritually prideful over the person God called you to come under and submit to, you damage your own leader. This is the guy that God called to lead you, but you're, you're damaging your own leader. And women that do that, because it happens, they'll be looking at him like, why won't he be? You just beating him down all the time. You know, you still you want to be careful how you manage that. And anybody here that's in authority, be careful about your authority. You know, maybe God makes you greater than someone else. Maybe you have a greater knowledge of the word. It may not just be in your marriage, maybe be other people. We want to be good at coming under people and bringing them up. You know, that's that's the win for the kingdom. When those that are stronger can come up under and bring other people up. It's no win for the kingdom when those that are knows it no more look down and press down on other people. We always want to say, God, if you if you bless me to know more then I should be able to do more. Um, God says, and in, in, uh, we'll get to it in Galatians, he says, those who are spiritual, um, they should be able to restore those that are caught in a fault. You know, those who are really spiritual, you, you guys be careful to bring up those that are messed up. It's those that are not so spiritual that, that like to be on top, stomping people down. So uh, I say that to the women, uh, but I say that to anybody that's over somebody. And God has blessed you to be great in some area. Uh, humility goes a long way. Amen. Amen. And uh, sometimes our humility can be greater than whatever the gifts and whatever the information is, just our humility, how we carry it, it can make you a little greater. And I, I got this story and I'm going I'm to, we'll we're almost done. When I went to Bible college, I had my intro to Greek class with a man named Justin Alfred. Um, now, if you guys know him, if you guys don't know him, he is a Hebrew Greek scholar. He can do, he's at the level ridiculous. He can read it, write it, teach it, blah, 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 all that. And I remember hearing all about him and being excited to have him for my teacher and to be in his class. And then as we started the class, I realized, man, this is a wide range of students. Like we had, we had guys that were over here that wanted to go into Greek studies. And so they were like ready to eat it like candy. But we had some guys in this class that were, they were fairly brand new believers that had, I don't know how they found their way in the intro to Greek class, but they were here. And I thought, man, how is he going to do this? And I remember that year sitting in that class and watching this man paint with such a broad brush that he never made these guys that were just barely saved, you know, they never were made to look dumb or belittled. He found a way to feed this group at the highest level, challenge the group in the middle and take this group over here up without ever disparaging or clowning or and I remember sitting in this class when I got done, I said, you know what, man, I have, I, I, it was intentional. He intentionally, he, he could have shown off, but he didn't show off where he could have shown off. And I thought, man, you know what I learned? I learned, I learned intro to Greek. I got the information, but I learned so much about humility watching you. It marked me that you could know a lot and want to be a show off with all that you know. But the goal, his goal wasn't to show off. His, his goal was to bring everybody up as high as they could. And I was so ministered to watching a man just be humble like that because I've heard him do the other classes. He does the next three levels, but he just did it with such humility that it was like, wow, what a Lord, as I learn, because I'm, I'm in the beginning. But as I learn, please help me to, you know, please help me take this lesson with me as I go. And so for all of us here that are blessed, just blessed to know the Lord, blessed to know his word, blessed to 
be humble, be humble and and be be willing to take what you know and help bring people up. But don't use it to stomp on people and put them down. Amen. Last verse, it says so the well, two verses, 24 and 25. So the woman bore a son and called his name Samson, naming sunlight or shining of the sun. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Manea Dan between Zorah and Eshtol. And so she had the son that God promised. She named him Samson, sunlight or shining of the sun. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him. Doesn't tell us how God blessed him, but it says the Lord blessed him. And it says in the spirit of the Lord, of the Lord began to move upon him and, and Manea. And so. That was going to be the beginning. Um, we're going to continue this next week. Um, it's, it's, and this is, a, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this today. Um, it says the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him. Um, if you go into, uh, you know, images of Samson on your computer, um, most of the images, you're going to have some big buff dude with dreads or long hair or whatever. Um, all the cartoons of the kids' cartoon Bibles of Samson, you got this big hokey looking guy, you know, and everything else. And uh, some have suggested, right? Because Samson's strength was not a result of him, his gym membership. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't at Gold's gym, you know, hitting the squat rack, getting ready to go kill some Philistines. And so some suggest that maybe he was a scrawny, smaller guy. But the spirit of the Lord, that was really the source of the strength. The spirit of the Lord was upon his life. And I almost think it would be more awesome that some little bitty guy, some scrawny guy, some 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 skinny, un, un, just unsuspecting guy. But the spirit of God is on that. He comes in and is whomping up people. That almost seems more awesome to me than some big old buff dude like, man, that guy's muscles are so big. You know, I'm going to the gym. I can get me some muscles, too, so I can beat some Philistines. You know that the power that we will see in his life is not a result of him working out, him being strong. It's, it's going to be the result of the spirit of the Lord upon his life. And so what we can take from that is where we are weak. God says where you're weak, he is strong. And none of us are going to we, we don't even want it to be. Things that we don't want to do things in our own might or strength. We want to kind of relinquish. We want to say, God, would you pour out your spirit upon my life and give me strength to be what I can never be without you? Be my strength, Lord. Fill me with your spirit. Pour out your spirit upon my life. I know that I can only do so much, but through you, I can do all things. Your power upon my life is unhindered. It's unlimited power to be everything you called me to be. And so we need from him. Amen. We want to yield to him. How do we receive and walk in the fullness of the spirit? It's it's really as we yield to the Lord that he fills our lives. And so the more yielded you are, the more of you he fills. The more you surrender, the more of you he takes power, takes, takes over your life. The more you give yourself to God. The more he takes you and runs. And um, I didn't have this in my notes, but I'll share it. Ezekiel, the prophet, gives us this picture. And he says he was uh, he got this vision. And first the water was to his ankles and then the water came up to his knees. And then the water came up to his loins. And then it says the water was to the point where, you know, he had the, the water was moving. He just had to swim in the water. And it's a it's an awesome picture of just progressing in the life of the spirit that first you're ankle deep in it. You're walking with God. You're walking in the spirit. You're you're walking in your relationship with the Lord. Then it comes to your knees. And some people look at that in reference to prayer and crying out or just I'm moving a little further. I'm a little deeper in the things of God. Then it comes to your loins or your your your, your waist, your reproductive parts. Now I'm bearing fruit. 
Now my walk with the Lord is I'm moving forward. I'm bearing fruit my walk. But then he comes to a place where it's like the water is up to my neck and the water is carrying me. That it's not I'm not moving in my own strength or my own power. And God wants us to be in a place with our relationship to his spirit where we're yielded to him in such a way that we're just caught up in him. And it's his power that I'm moving where he moves me. I'm doing what he tells me to do. And it's all his strength, his power. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Bill Bovington with a transforming word. We know you didn't have to come today to hear from the book of Judges. You could have easily switched channels or moved on with your day doing other things. But you did choose to tune in. And for that, we're grateful. A transforming word is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood in Los Angeles, California. If you found these messages helpful and encouraging, why not listen to more? You can find these teachings at CalvaryInglewood.org. Just look under the teaching tab. You can also download our mobile app to have these messages with you wherever. Another resource on our website is a daily Bible reading plan that might interest you. You'll also find links to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So head over to CalvaryInglewood.org for all the information you need. And if you still haven't found what you're looking for, just call or text us. Our number is 310-245-4811. That's 310-245-4811. As you can see, we have many ways to help you connect with God throughout your week. If you're wondering about a way you could contribute to the ministry here at A Transforming Word, we greatly value your prayers and financial support if you feel led to do so. On CalvaryInglewood.org, you'll find a Give tab that helps you know how to proceed. Thank you for your support. We hope you come back here next time as you quickly notice the effects of a transforming word.